Hey everyone, welcome back to NYU Grad's daily podcast on finance and stocks. We have a lot to cover today, so I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, I'm not going to do too much ranting today. Uh, so let's jump in uh, right into the breath here uh, for the session. So we had uh, 63% declining and 32% advancing. For new highs on the day, 265. New lows were uh, 81. Um, but that really doesn't tell the whole picture. The Dow finished up 163 points. Keep in mind there's only 30 companies in the Dow. And that uh, increase uh, consisted of maybe like three or four companies. Uh, the NASDAQ closed down 2%. It was a broad sell-off across technology as well as S&P. The S&P 500 uh, closed down a little bit less um, severely as the NASDAQ. It was down 0.68%, and the Russell 2000 was down 0.89%. But I can tell you right now, looking at the heat map of what uh, is up and what is down, uh, a lot of the things that led us to these um, prices were down today, all the leadership names. What was strong today was J&J, Eli Lilly, Merck, Novartis, Pfizer, AbbVie, um, Gilead. You know, that whole sector of healthcare is green. Financials did pretty well today uh, with that continuation. Energy is also very green today. Um, if you look at like XOM uh, up 1.7, COP up 2%. Um, but when you take a look at anything consumer related, anything tech related, things were very, very ugly. Uh, Tesla, uh, as I mentioned, after the report, they started to go down once the conference call started. Um, it finished down today 9.74%. So that's pretty big. Uh, Amazon closed down basically 4%. Google down 2.6, Meta down 4.25, Microsoft down 2.3, NVIDIA down 3.31, uh, Google down 2.65. Um, so very broad sell-off in the Magnificent 7. And I'll kind of go through some of the uh, strengths and uh, what was strong and what was weak outside of those. Um, but what stuck out today... I saw an article, uh, it was actually a study by Stanford University, and they talked about how ChatGPT and uh, the AI software is looking like it's getting a little uh, winded or tired. Uh, the study found that over just a few months, ChatGPT went from correctly answering simple math problems, like, is this a prime number, uh, from 98% of the time correctly to uh, just 2% of the time correctly, uh, depending on if they were using ChatGPT 3.5 or ChatGPT 4.0. So um, this is a development, and uh, it's uh, a little concerning that everyone is putting all their eggs in one basket about AI, and that is kind of what led the transition of uh, this um, near-term rally was everything AI. I mean, last week, I think um, Apple um, mentioned that they were going to uh, develop their own AI, and they had 
billions of market cap added to their stock. So that's something to watch. What else stuck out today? Um, as I was watching the action at 2 p.m., I noticed that the NYSE uh, breadth of volume as well as just net shares started to sink and the sell-off got a lot stronger after the 2 p.m. mark in New York time. Another thing that stuck out, um, DR Horton reported, I'm going to link in the show notes the slides that they prepared. And it's very um, one-sided as far as like, you know, how do, how do I explain this? So 14% of all home sale closings, like homes that are for sale, someone puts in an offer and they go to closing. DR Horton represents 14% of all homes closed on in this country. So while it's good when things are going good, it is also a double-edged sword. Um, and I read through their uh, release and listened to their earnings call. They not only do home construction, but they're a fully integrated builder. So whether they're developing the lot, they have a separate entity that they own, a, a company called Four Star. And they developed a lot, you know, all the pipes, the sewage, the water. Um, and that company then passes the baton over, right, to the sales office and uh, the parent company so they can start selling those lots. Um, it's fully integrated because they also have a finance arm. They have uh, partnerships with finance companies as well to uh, get your mortgage. They, you know, they, they make uh, profit on the titling and, and all of that as well. Uh, and then they also are involved with uh, multifamily and single-family rentals. They have a rental side of their business as well. So they are fully entrenched in housing. And I think that, um, you know, I try not to impose my opinions, but, you know, it, it's safe to say that housing is very high right now and sure it could go higher, but the affordability uh, is such that, uh, no one can afford these prices and these mortgage rates. So the only other, the only way that this is going to continue to rise is if all of us make more money um, to be, be able to afford uh, these mortgages and homes. So if there is a downturn in housing, Dr. Horton is going to probably have the biggest uh, leverage to the downside um, because they're just so. Uh, they're the Apple, basically, of housing, um, just like how Apple makes up like 12, 15% of indices and 500 ETFs on Apple. DR Horton is uh, entrenched in our housing market. So watch out for that. Um, and, and I'll post not only the slide, the link to the slide, but also this one graph that shows the DR Horton chart of percentage of closings in this country. It's just, it's like a Bernie Madoff um uh, return chart. Um, let's see. I also saw a very interesting stat uh, that there's only just 1% of U.S. homes have changed hands in 2023. This is the lowest uh, on re record. So uh, the inventory while going up as an aggregate for a, national, a na nationwide average, there's still a shortage of inventory. Uh, and we need to uh, increase that. And I think that's what these home builders are trying to do. Uh, they're really trying to crank out these homes as fast as possible uh, and kind of undercutting homeowners who are trying to sell pre-existing homes because they're able to lock in 
those 5.5 uh, rate buy downs. Uh, an- another thing that I just caught wind of, which is a little concerning, uh, it's geopolitical risk and war uh, related. Uh, it looks like Russia bombed the grain silos in Ukraine. And I've called, uh, I wanted to make sure that this was right. I looked um, at multiple sources online, uh, Telegraph, Guardian, BBC, they are, are all reporting this. So this can make a big impact on inflation and our food costs because Ukraine supplies the world with the grain. Um, not 100%, but a large portion. So this is going to be uh, an upcoming issue. So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, another thing that stuck out in the news flow that I know very little about, but I think might have a very big short-term impact is um, LTL freight. Uh, LTL stands for less than truckload uh, freight shipping. So this is kind of um, the freight trucks you see on the highway, not necessarily like UPS or FedEx, uh, but they're the trucks that get items from the port coming out of the ocean to the warehouses like Amazon, um, etc., and then from from the, the LTL freight, that gets uh, transitioned to FedEx, UPS, post office, etc. So within that world, um, there's a company called Yellow, and they're imminently going to strike. Uh, I just uh, was on the webinar uh, this afternoon by uh, Zach Strickland and um, Freightweight. Um, and um, and Craig, and they were talking about how the Teamsters uh, have to strike for yellow because if they don't, then they're almost uh, – their second action after the strike for yellow is going to be the strike for UPS. So it's the same group of Teamsters. So if they back out of the yellow strike, then no one's going to believe them that they're going to strike for UPS. So if yellow – driver strike. It's not going to be a big issue for those drivers because they can get jobs elsewhere, like at the driving for other companies. But the problem is that there's going to be a, uh, a little bit of a uh, in-between time period where a lot of the uh, items in those trucks uh, that are stuck in yellow trucks or yellow warehouses, uh, they're going to be unmanned, unsecured. And if the criminal element finds out where all these items are, they're going to probably try to start stealing stuff. Uh, so I think that a lot of companies have removed yellow from their freight uh, logistics uh, orders. And then coming off of that, I think by the end of this month, UPS may strike. Uh, if that happens, you know, we'll just probably see a, a little bit of a delay on our UPS shipments. But UPS has, uh, UPS drivers have gone on strike before, you know, I don't think UPS is going to go out of business. Like they, they've been able to weather this storm before. It'll probably just be a big, big inconvenience and backlog. But keep in mind, like if you're going to start ordering stuff, you might want to use uh, post office or FedEx uh, for now and, and bypass UPS uh, for a few weeks. Um, let's see. Uh, looking at uh, what was weak versus what was strong. Uh, there were a lot of sectors that were weak. 
home builders got hit pretty hard today. Um, just taking a look here real quick. I'll go down the list of all the builders. So if you take a look at Beezer Homes, they closed down 5.77%. DR Horton, uh, only down 1.95% today. Uh, ITB, the ETF for builders, is down 2.69. IYR is down marginally at uh, 0.3. Lennar, down 3.5%. Pulte Homes, down 6%. Taylor Morrison Homes down 4.4%, Toll Brothers down 4.14%, and XHB, the Home Builder ETF, is down 2%. So anything related to Home Builders, I think um, you're going to have to watch now. I think uh, the consumers tapped out uh, both on just discretional purchases as well as automotive purchases and especially home purchases. Um what was strong today? I'm going to really have to dig deep to, you know, look at this. Uh, but, you know, it really was the Dow 30, right? Like everything today was a rotation out of risk into safety. So uh, J&J up 6%, Goldman Sachs up 3%, Boeing up 2.5%, Merck up 2.3%. And then you have companies, uh, like I mentioned, like AbbVie, um, you know, they're a very strong company. They own Botox. Uh, they were up 3.28% today. I have a ton of tickers here that I am not going to be able to get to in under 15 minutes. Uh, but I'll just go over some. Uh, let's see. Consumer credit company, Affirm Holdings, the buy now, pay later, down uh, 3%. AI, down 43 Um Burlington Co. Factory, huge head and shoulders developing. That was only down 1.67. But if this head and shoulders breaks, who knows how far it'll fall. Um, actually, here's one that did well. Kava, there was up 2% today. The IPO'd um, food, and beverage, uh, food place, the restaurant. But Chipotle, Mexican Grill, who they are in the same sector with, down 2%. CrowdStrike, down 6%. Carvana, it was up 40 yesterday, 40%. Today, it's down 16%. Uh, so if you got duped into chasing that yesterday, I, I apologize, but you got to be careful with these. Um, let's see. Uh, Datadog, another past high flyer, uh, down 4.6%. Discover Financial, down again, 15% today. Wow. Uh, Disney down 1%. It just cannot catch a bid. If Disney breaks this horizontal line, which it's flirting with right here, uh, like I would say right at $84, watch out. Under 84 bucks, I have no idea where this stops. Etsy down 3%. Uh, Fresh Pet. Oh, God. If there's any company that I despise is Fresh Pet as a dog owner, it just seems really gross to buy fresh dog food in a vending machine uh i cannot see this company lasting forever um it just grosses me out but yeah fresh pet down 2.2 percent um gld gold uh, it was down half a percent 
uh, nothing to write home about. But if I pull up GDXJ, um, or I'll just do GDX first. Uh, it was down 3% today. I didn't even look at the dollar, but I bet you anything looking at the gold price, not only was it risk off, I bet the dollar was strong today uh, just from the inverse relationship and um, the treasury yields. Uh, I mentioned J&J &J already. Um, Kura Sushi, which I've been talking about, pulling back here 4%. MongoDB down 4.3%. Uh, McDonald's was up, right? It's like in the, it's in the Dow, 1%. Everyone's going to safety. Uh, it was just basically a broad sell-off. Um, so wrapping up real quick, what to watch for Friday. Usually uh, Friday has been VIX crush day. VIX was very strong today, but the typical pattern is, you know, on Fridays they try to push the VIX down and try to rally equities. So let's see if that trend happens tomorrow with options expiration. I, I really don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, goes against this trend and, and the VIX rallies even more tomorrow. I just have this smell of, you know, a very strong uh, negative 2% day uh, for the markets coming. Like today, we're not even down a percent. But I just think in the next few weeks, we are going to have an event where you'll see indices pull back more than 2% in a day. Um, so be careful out there. Um, you know, continue to watch Apple. I think Apple is like, you know, the Atlas Shrugged, right? It's holding up the world. There are 500 ETFs that have Apple. Everyone and their families own Apple stock, okay? Corporate bonds are stuffed to the gills with Apple corporate bonds. Everybody is an Apple. Just, just watch it. And I've been watching this tick by tick for days. This pattern of opening strong and selling off in the afternoon is, is pretty consistent in Apple. And if you take a look at some of the uh, momentum indicators like RSI, uh, MACD, uh, stochastics, there is a negative divergence happening right now with Tesla, Apple, NVIDIA at these highs. So if that continues, the sell-off can really start to accelerate. Uh, you know, the, the wild card is going to be next week with uh, FOMC on Wednesday. And there's a ton of earnings coming out as well. Um, let me just take a quick look at the uh, calendar. But tomorrow morning, we have Schlumberger, American Express, IPG, which is a marketing agency, um, AutoNation, one of the largest uh, dealership networks. And then uh, next week, we have more earnings coming out as well. But really, next week, it's all about the FOMC. So I appreciate you coming back and checking this podcast out. Please subscribe at nyugrad.substack.com. It just helps the algorithm uh, to really um, bring more uh, like-minded uh, community members uh, to the Substack. You can also find me on Twitter at nyugradsubstack, all one word. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, or if you just don't like something that I'm doing with the Substack or the podcast, just email me a comment or even email me a nice note saying uh, uh, just of encouragement. That'd be great. My email is nyugrad at protonmail.com. 
Uh, thanks again for joining. I will talk to you on the next episode and have a great day.